Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Chicken Noodle Scoop. I'm Lexi. And I'm Gabby. And we're the Fuller Sisters. So, today's episode is going to be a little advice Q&A episode with just the sisters. We've had guests on the past couple of weeks, and we're ready to just, you know, get back to the OG recording of just Gabby and I, and we figured... What better way to do that again than with another advice episode? We've got a lot of requests on different questions and different episodes that people want. And we figured the best way to do this is to just incorporate all of those ideas into one little happy advice episode. But first. Order's up. The scoop is hot and ready to be served. So we're going to have a little bit of relationship advice, some high school advice, friendship advice, a little bit of everything. But before we get into all that, let's go into the weekly scoop. So Lex, what'd you do this week? A whole lot of not much. Um, I finished up my summer classes, so I had the finals for that this past week. Um, Yeah, yay, except tomorrow I start the fall semester, so not so yay. (laughs) Um, It was supposed to be your orientation week. Yeah, but we have classes Tuesday, Thursday. So now we have online orientation Monday, Wednesday, Friday, almost all day and night, and then classes Tuesday, Thursday. But what can you do? But this week, what did I do? Got more home decor for our bedroom. It's looking very nice. I watched a lot of TV, (laughs) like way too much TV. Started rewatching How to Get Away with Murder. Sean and I started- just finished it. I just finished it, but it's so good. It's so good. So Sean and I are watching Ozark for the first time together, and then Big Brother started up, so we will be watching that live tonight, hopefully. But yeah, literally nothing exciting happened this week, I don't think. So that's about it for me. How about you? Um, I spent all week, including today, like nonstop working. I obviously when I was home, I wanted to enjoy being home and I like filmed a lot of content and I edited hardly none of it. So I've been <laughs> editing videos nonstop, getting work done. And then Thursday, I decided I finally wanted to kind of reorganize my entire room now that I live alone and it's all my space. I had half the closet that wasn't being used. I had an empty drawer and then like half my drawers were overflowing. So I just rearranged everything, completely organized every piece of clothing, except now I ran ran out of hangers. So I need to order more. But like, I don't think my room has ever been so organized as it is right now, but it took the entire day. And then, other than that, I did some more work. I took some pictures. I hung out at the pool yesterday, which was really nice. Finally got some sun again. But that's pretty much it. I've been, like, a workaholic, but I also don't like being bored, and I don't know how to relax when I'm alone. And I feel like when I relax, I just get bored, and then I get, I don't know, like, I try to find something to do, and that's why I've been staying so busy. But I also am now finally, I think, fully caught up on work. So tomorrow will hopefully just be a chill day fabulous we love that so love that for me <laughs> love that can for we just you. do an entire episode going back and forth on the oh my gosh it's the it, blank it, for me if you guys didn't see i captioned my photo today it's the big shadow i'm living in for me and a picture of me and gabby and we just went back and forth for a while so go check that out it's pretty funny but yeah that and trend sean, is sean roasted both of us in the comments <laughs> it's really funny but yeah tiktok has taken over the world i wish we could make i wish that tiktok was a trend when we were together yeah because it would have been bad the three of us would have been really (laughs) funny we could maybe do it over zoom and just record it that would be really funny 
But all right, let's jump into these advice questions. So who wants to go first? We both have a list of questions we screenshotted that you guys submitted. So we're going to jump into those right now. Yes. So I actually asked on my Instagram this time. Normally, we always do the chicken noodle scoop one. But every Sunday on my Instagram, I do a Q&A. And last Sunday, I just got so much like relationship advice and just specific advice questions. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to save these. Let's do a whole episode. And that way, I'll ask my Instagram again. So that way, those people can like put in all their advice. So I guess I'll start out with we'll just get right into it getting juicy getting back together with your ex and how to know when the time is right please that's all you girl (laughs) (laughs) so this is definitely a thing that I now have mixed feelings about because I completely understand that people can change and like they're really there's been so many relationships where they do break up and then get back together and it works out but in my scenario the fact that I got broken up with once before just like never left my mind and then I was constantly just worried about that and always like I don't know I feel like I lost that like genuine spark because it was like how could you love someone so much and then like just walk away but I also realized that that first breakup was completely necessary and then like we had to find ourselves again and that it did feel like the right time so honestly, like there's no right or wrong answer. If you feel like it's the right time, I would say wait longer than you want to. Like make them prove that they have been working on whatever they needed to to make you feel more comfortable, make you feel more secure. But if it's something that you're not going to be able to get over, then definitely don't just like jump back into it, if at all, or at least just not that soon. I would say both parties need to be 100% secure in themselves and who they are and love themselves separately if that's part of the issue at all because I think a lot of people rush back into a relationship that may not have been the best for them because they don't feel complete on their own. So I'm obviously not saying that that is this person's scenario at all. I'm just saying in my experience, make sure that you are completely secure in yourself as a person and that you love yourself before you jump into a relationship that didn't work the first time but you never know as long as I think people can grow and as long as you feel like you've grown both of you and your time apart give it a shot okay next question I need advice on I'm going into my senior year during a global pandemic and not being able to have a last first day I think this is really really hard especially like for example Gabby graduated college during the pandemic so she didn't have all of those like typical college graduation ceremonies and things like that Um, I would say just find little ways to still make it memorable and start your own sort of senior year traditions, if that makes sense. Um, maybe if that means getting dressed in a first day of school outfit and taking a picture outside, still do that. Um, you know, little ways to make it still seem special while you can, I guess. This is tough. What do you think? I mean, obviously we haven't experienced that, but I think this is same goes for any scenario. It's only going to be as good as you make it. So if you go into it just sulking in the fact that you don't get a normal senior year, yeah, it's going to suck. And you're going to think about it the whole time. But if you go into it, like, listen, this is this is the hand of cards I'm dealt with. And we're just going to make it the best. And like she said, like, if you still get ready on the first day of school, you still do, like, make little things to make it feel like normal. Or honestly, now you have more time on your hands to do things that you couldn't if you had a regular senior year. You can go on trips and do school from anywhere, like... I feel like uh, you, going on trips is a little <laughs> up in the okay, air. Well, but even just like going to stay at your friend's house or like whatever safely you can do, you have more time to do it and more freedom now. 
So I feel like you can obviously, yeah, it's a negative situation. But if you look at it from the positive way and just try to make the absolute best out of it, then you can also see it as you're the first ever senior class to have this opportunity. So I guess just take it and make it the best as you can and just go from there. Again, like obviously we can't talk about experience. I had my senior year of college end this way, but honestly I was kind of excited because well, I couldn't go to graduation anyway because it was the same weekend as Worlds. But then I got to just listen to my graduation at home in pajamas. I didn't have to go sit there and listen to every single name being called. And then I did pretty much exactly that. I got ready and I went to go take graduation pictures at FIU. So that still felt like super normal. And I don't regret any of it. Like I don't feel like any of it really had a negative effect. That's because you don't have any sort of tie to those types of things though. Like I would see if I was graduating now, I'd be really sad because thinking about like my senior year of college, not so much high school because I wasn't really that tied to that, but my senior year of college, like thinking about if like I couldn't have gone out with the girls and done all these fun things, like it would have been sad and it would have sucked. But my best piece of advice is just do little things and try to make the best out of the situation because unfortunately it's out of your control. So that's that. And just know that you're not alone because pretty much every senior is going through this right now. Well, senior or not senior, any student is going through this right now. And you also never know if like, yeah, the first day of school might not be a normal day but like hopefully if everyone stays and wears a mask and gets this thing over with hopefully you will be able to have a normal first day again and like be able to go back into school and be able to at least finish it like you should so just keep having hope don't just sulk in the fact that it's not normal and yeah try to do little things and make the best of it good luck our fingers are crossed for you that things go back to normal mm-hmm. all right i feel like this is a good one for you not so much for me, but exam anxiety and how to deal with it. Okay. So I totally understand. I used to be like that. Somehow quarantine truly changed the way I look at school because I had to make myself relax and do it all at home. So now that's all I want to do is relax at home. And I'm figuring out that I can do that balance. But it took a very long time and I used to have very bad test anxiety and just anxiety in general, especially around school and stress and things like that. Then I realized grades don't matter. Like they, they do to do, an extent. But not as much as you think. They right. Are. They do to an extent. They matter. Like do your absolute best. But that's what matters. Learn what you need to learn and do your best. And the number on the report card truly doesn't matter. And I mean, I know it's easy to say from two people that take school very seriously and like we do get good grades, but that pressure on yourself is only going to make things worse. When I stopped getting stressed about the exams, I ended up doing better because I was more relaxed and I didn't have that pressure on me to try to get 100% and get a certain like number that I put in my head. Um, Things that really help ease that though, like as far as like concrete steps, study far in advance so you're not cramming. Take it slow so you don't get burnt out. So like I would say study depending on the class, like a week in advance and just do a little bit every day so that you're not burnt out, but you're also learning and giving your brain a break between that material. Um, Other than that, just find what works for you as far as studying. For me, it's rewriting the material and summarizing it into smaller and smaller lists until I know everything on all of my little lists. Um, But other than that, just take a deep breath and realize that it's not the end of the world Honestly, I look back on so many tests that I was, like, so stressed about, and now they don't matter at all. Like, literally. 
at all. Not so, at all. So, <laughs> I don't know. That's, I guess, all I have to say on that. But, Gabby, do you have any tips for test anxiety? <laughs> Did you ever have that? Probably not. I mean, obviously, I get stressed. I don't think I have test anxiety, especially not like you do. But... I mean, yeah, just study enough and just go into it. Like, when I sit down in the seat, I don't really... I, like, skim through my notes and then I put them away. And I tell myself, listen, I literally did all I possibly could. Like, there's nothing else I could have done. Me going through my notes one more time was not going to make a difference. Like, I spent the time, I studied, and if that's... I don't have the right outcome, then, like, I did what I could. And at that point, it was out of my control. So, I feel like just telling yourself that, like, obviously you tried as hard as you possibly could if you really put in the time to study... And if it didn't end out the, the way that you want, then, like, okay. So what? You can't do anything now. Yeah. Like it's done. So just keep You live and forward. you learn, yeah. You definitely learn better study techniques based on things that didn't go well. I will say that. So treat it as a lesson if it you didn't go as well as planned. But don't stress yourself out too much because it'll only hurt you in the long run. Okay. My next question says, any advice on confidence for starting a YouTube channel and tips for being successful? Here's the thing. I personally used to get very nervous about posting Instagram photos or even starting our podcast or then starting a YouTube channel because I was surrounded by quote unquote normal people like in dental school and things like that, that I felt like they were constantly going to talk about me or people were going to be like, oh, why is she doing this? Like, oh, she's trying to be Gabby or oh, why is she promoting this brand? Like truly, it does not matter. Like, who cares what people say about you? I saw a quote today and it was like, people only talk bad about you when they're not doing enough. Or like, people that are doing more than you will never talk bad about you. Like, it's only people that, you know, feel bad about themselves or like, and if they are making fun of you, who cares? Honestly, who cares? If you're doing what you love and you'll start to grow a following when people see that you're doing what you love, then that's all that matters. Just start. And who cares about what people say? Because they're going to talk crap on somebody doing something no matter what. So you might as well just do what makes you happy. Yeah, that's my whole thing is, first of all, the biggest tip is to just start. You just need to commit. You need to do it. You need to edit your first video, upload your first video, and just go from there. Because I feel like it was something I talked about wanting to do for so long. And I just kept making excuses. I was like, oh, I don't have a camera yet. I don't know what I'd film. I don't have time. Whatever it is. And like the second you start, all of that's gone. And it's like, okay. So now I just keep going like that's once you take that first step, it's just going to feel so much easier. And then the thing about confidence is like, like this is the new age, like social media, all of that, like, hello, sorry to these people that are probably judging you, but a social media influencer is probably making more money doing their job than that person is like, this is like real life now. So I feel like it's not as a taboo subject where people, if people are still making fun of it, it says more about them than it does you. But just, like, just own it. Like, literally, who cares? Especially my whole thing, I know people always ask, like, how do you feel confident taking pictures, especially in public? And I'm like, first of all, if I'm in public, I don't know who these people are, so I don't care. Second of all, I need a good picture. So, <laughs> the sass you just gotta do what you gotta answer. do. <laughs> but as far as, like, starting, aside from caring what people think, because that's a whole separate issue, I still mm-hmm. film videos on my phone. I edit them on a free yeah. software. Like, our podcast for example we started these microphones that we're using right now were like 30 bucks 
and we, did, like, we use it on gr- any research yeah we were like let's just buy one and go exactly <laughs> so just start and exactly that's, that's once you get that first step in and it's so literally you can find everything on youtube how to do anything if you just search it like there's so many people there that are willing to help you along the way and help you figure everything out so that biggest step is just starting and then once you actually get into it is, and if it's something you truly love, then it won't matter what people have to say about it. So as long as you're going in for it for the right reasons, then that kind of, I feel like, fixes all of those issues. Faux show. Because that's my whole thing. I love taking pictures. I We've love, always like, done it. Our whole life. It. Yeah. yeah. It's not like, oh, I'm just taking this so I can flex on Instagram. I just love taking pictures. So I feel like that's why I'm comfortable taking pictures in public or vlogging in public because it's something I love to do. I'm not like, yeah, yeah just that doing it for the right reasons and then it doesn't really matter okay enough of the sassy ramble next question (laughs) gabby's feeling very spicy today this is very my in my element okay karen Um, get it together (laughs) advice on telling a boy you're not interested but you want to be friends but like also not to be mean about it be honest but don't be cruel and that's really hard because Anything everybody wrong with just being sorry go ahead <laughs> <laughs> i don't think there's anything wrong with just being straight up and being like listen like nothing against you i have a really great time with you and that's why i do want to stay friends but it's only going to hurt him more if you drag it out longer than if you're just like straight up like unfortunately this is how i'm feeling and that's that like i always say cruel about it at all think about what you would want somebody to say to you in this situation and go from there and then it'll just come to you i don't know it's not that easy and if he gets mad give it time Mm -hmm. he'll probably get over it but if not then you weren't meant to be friends also having a mature conversation sitting down face to face is the best way to do anything don't do it while emotions are into it so if you need to like take time apart and then have like a mature conversation but nothing over the phone gets taken the right way so i definitely recommend like a face-to-face just sit down be real but also yeah just still be respectful obviously okay my next question says what do i do if i am being bullied because i am been there and i'm so (laughs) sorry because it sucks like i wish i could sugarcoat it But it freaking sucks, especially now. I feel like back when our parents were kids, it was like, oh, I'm going to shove your head in a toilet or like I'm going to close this locker on you. But now it's like your whole life with the internet can be attacked and people can do it at all hours of the night and anonymously. And you just need to realize that, listen, we grew up in the form spring era, the area where era where people were like anonymously saying things. I mean, I had people stand up in the lunchroom and tell me to my face. So I've gone through the whole spectrum of bullying, but it gets better. And if it's like to the point where you feel like you need outside help, 100% go to an adult, go to your parent, go to a teacher, go to a principal, go to seek help because you don't deserve it. And most of the time it is a reflection on that person and not a reflection on you. And I promise you it will get better anything on that gabby's like i've never been bullied everybody's always loved me (laughs) yeah okay moving on no i mean i feel like well one of my favorite um quotes is you don't like every single person in this world so not every single person is gonna like you so like 
not that bullying is ever right but if you just kind of take it with like well this says more about them than it does for me and as long as you don't let your own personal like you know at the core like the type of person you are and if what they're saying isn't true then like I know it's hard but don't let it attack you as much but obviously still get help and everything and if you need it and it's not okay in any way but I just don't want it to ever make you question yourself if you're getting bullied in that situation because you know who you truly are and yeah if someone is willing like think about your life have you ever when you're like at your happiest and everything is going good in your life have you ever gone out of your way to bully someone no the only time you ever if you ever like say something bad about someone or anything like that it's most likely that you feel bad about something or you're insecure about something yourself because I've that's same with like online hate comments especially if it's going like over the internet like I could never bring myself to use my fingers to type something negative about someone on the internet where everyone can see it so I feel like it just says more about that person and unfortunately hurt people hurt people and yeah but just be strong find those good people in your life stick with those and yeah (laughs) all right we're gonna go completely opposite but my parents are divorced but i feel like my mom is choosing her boyfriend over me what do i do girl boy whoever submitted this question everybody who with divorced parents that Mm -hmm. start a relationship are going to feel that way we felt that way we've gotten in fights with our parents because we felt that way well that's what i was gonna say so um, we have a very, very strong, healthy relationship with our parents, so it's a lot easier to sit down and talk to them. Sorry, Lexi, I can't see you because Cloud is right in front of me. <laughs> she just straight um, up cut me off, but it's fine. Yeah, I keep going. <laughs> well, I wanted to say this before I forgot, but my our my mom doesn't have divorced parents, so she has no idea how this feels. So a lot of the time, we have to sit down with her and be like, hey. Like, you didn't have to deal with this. Like, you had both parents growing up, but, like, this is how we feel about this situation. Like, sometimes we want to spend time with just you. And other times, like, okay, yeah, we'll be around your boyfriend, his family, whatever the case is. But, like, it's, you know, like, our family will always be our family and no one can ever replace that. Like, yes, people can join in on the family and the family can grow. But there's times when you want just your normal family. And I feel like it's nothing that a sit-down conversation that you, like genuinely try to explain it in the right way and try to make it so your parents understand and I feel like that can definitely help and try to fix it okay Lexi go that's just what I wanted to say yeah no I agree with that but just to play devil's advocate on the other side know that your mom is also experiencing a very happy time and she wants to be around her new relationship Mm -hmm. and think about when you're in a relationship and it's new and exciting like you want that person around all the time you want them around your family so just maybe think of it from her perspective as well. But the best way to fix a con- like a uh, issue like this is to just have a conversation. Sit down, no emo- try to leave emotion out of it and just be like, listen, this is how I feel. I'm going to bring in something my therapist has told me. Use I statements and not you statements in any sort of conversation mm-hmm. like this because then you're not blaming. You're just telling them, listen, this is how I feel. And it's coming from like a sense of what you're feeling and not you're doing this to it's me. Right. And- it's not accusatory yeah but i understand it's a hard situation it does get easier and you just kind of get used to it and you're you get very open to like the other side and understanding why that they're around and why like your parents want them around so much but yeah we've gone through it so you're not alone we understand both sides of it completely 
And that's why I wanted to answer that one because I feel like we do kind of have yeah, that for sure. experience. Okay, the next question says, overthinking the future in a relationship. Everybody does it. Everybody starts overthinking what's going to happen if I get this job or if I want to move here or if I go to this school or what's going to happen when, you know, they start working with this person or you get it. It's hard not to do it, but overthinking solves nothing. It's only going to make things worse. Um, I'm a huge overthinker. I do it with literally everything in my life. You just have to take a step back and focus on being present in what's happening in your relationship now and trust that, you know, the foundation of your relationship will carry you through. And if not, then that's a lesson to be learned and you'll find your person at some point. But I was going to say, yeah, if you are an overthinker and it's something you struggle with, that's okay. But like voice those things to your partner. And if it's someone that isn't like you want to be with someone that's not going to make you question the future. And if that means that you have to ask them, you know, once a day, like, hey, are you still in love with me? Are you, do you still see a future with me? Whatever the case is, like the person that you're truly meant to be with and the one that is going to be with you forever will make you feel okay secure. Reassuring you, right. Making you feel secure, reassuring you, um, like answering your questions, but don't leave it in and just kind of like hurt yourself from the inside and kind of like self-sabotage your relationship by keeping that all inside. Like say it out loud, have those conversations and that's just going to make you and your relationship stronger. I think a big thing too is to take a step back and see, you know, is this my partner making me feel insecure or is this something that I brought into the relationship because that's two very different things. And if it's your partner making you feel insecure, that's something you guys need to address together 100%. But if it's coming from a previous relationship or a previous experience that you've had, maybe taking time to just work on yourself and getting the help you need. I mean, I'm always a big proponent of therapy, therapy. but there are many options out there. So that is my advice on that is it normal for guys to have a girlfriend and still look at pictures of other women models etc i think this varies from relationship to relationship as well as person to person but if you have a gut feeling that it feels weird that they're doing something chances are it's probably it's probably weird I don't think there's anything wrong necessarily. I mean, if they're going out of their way to do this like all the time, but if it's like following other girls on Instagram that they've known for years or like friends or even models, like I follow some, like I follow Chuck Bass on Instagram. doesn't mean that I'm ever going to, well, his name's Ed Westwick in person, but like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I feel like we all have our celebrity crushes and our people that were like, dang, they're cute. Like, even if you're in a relationship, you can say that you're not like, it doesn't mean you're gonna go and cheat and date them but like if they're doing something to really go out of their way to do it often or like like certain pictures and you've brought it up before and it's still an issue then it's an issue yeah like I mean I'm the kind of person where if Sean follows girls on Instagram that doesn't bother me at all um but like if I saw him commenting flame emojis on a girl in a bikini that's that's another story so I think it's just knowing what your boundaries are and being open and talking about it with that person. Again, communication is key. But yeah, I think that it varies from person to person on what you're comfortable with. But just be honest and say that and go from there. You also have to remember it's a two-way street. So if they're doing something that you're also doing, you don't have a right to be upset. But if it's something that you've talked about before and you've changed and they haven't, then... Like, yeah, I just feel like equal respect on both sides for whatever those boundaries are that you set and those should just be stuck to or 
then it's kind of a red flag if they're just not willing to do what you asked of them and especially something as stupid and as little as liking girls photos or following girls or whatever the case is like they can live without doing that so yes okay next question high school i'm going to be a freshman and i need some advice please know that no matter what happens high school will end and it will get better that's don't my advice for everything. In high school. Those are the worst kind of people. Don't be that. Life gets so much better. You can have a great time. Do not peak in high school. Okay. That's aside from her sassy <laughs> advice, um, live in the present moment because it does go so fast. Find friends that make you a better version of you. Don't try to conform to peer okay, pressure yeah. just to fit in. Because I think a lot There's of people question. lose themselves in high school. There's another question that I'm just going to wrap into this one. And it's like my friends in high school are always wanting to party. And I want to stay friends with them. I don't want to like lose them. But I also don't want to do that and don't put myself in that scene. So I feel like this kind of wraps into like high school advice. Because I feel like that's a big thing. So the thing is just, yeah, choosing a good group of friends that you guys share values, you share passions, whatever the case is. And you can still be friends that want to party and you don't. And if you just want to go to those parties and hang out and you leave early or whatever the case is. Or you don't go to certain friday night parties and you go to hang out with them like saturday morning or whatever the case is like i feel like a true group of friends are gonna understand what you want to do and what you don't want to do and if they make you question that or if they make you feel stupid for not doing something or they're peer pressuring you peer pressuring you into something then they're not your friends and i know that's a hard pill to swallow but real friends aren't going to make you do something you don't want to do I agree with that completely. Stick to who you are and you'll find true friends that appreciate that. And And high school is probably one of the easiest places to make friends because like in college, it's a lot harder because everything is so spread out and like you have certain classes with only certain people. You have like one class with them. I feel like high school, it's like most of the time you've known these people for a while. You have like, but you also have the capability of seeing these people every single day that you have an opportunity to make new friends. I don't know. I feel like See, I is- I completely disagree. I'm on the other side of that in the sense that I found it so much easier to make friends in college because there's a larger well, okay. pool of people. Let me finish. Say- there's a larger okay. pool of people and I was able to find people that were interested in the same sorts of things as me very easily because that's how college is sort of set up and everybody's looking to make friends whereas in high school the drama that you've dealt with your whole life. Again, this just goes back to my that's experience. What I was say, yeah. It follows you through high school and there's even though I graduated with almost 600 people that's a small group of people when everybody kind of knows everybody's business whereas college I felt like I could be my own person and make friends and just sort of like I don't know branch out more and like be me without feeling like everybody knows my business I don't know that's just me though I was gonna say I feel like because of what you went through you needed that kind of fresh start to make new friends but you can also have high school be that fresh start like it's still a new opportunity. You just have to find and the right people. Know. Yeah. Take classes. Like, I made so many friends in my, like, cooking classes and my yeah. fashion and fabric sewing classes. Like, those classes that were just fun. And it's people that also want to have fun in those type of classes. And I feel like that's a great way. Like, join clubs. Do little things like that to find people that share your passions. And you're going to find the people that you do want to kind of be friends with forever. And if not, then again, you have that fresh start when you go to college. So... Yes. And as far as like the non-social side of high school, focus on your classes, study hard, and whatever your next step is after high school, it'll all be worth it. So that's that. Mm -hmm. And just enjoy it. It is a fun 
It's a fun four years. You're going to miss it when you go to college and you don't have your parents cooking dinner for you every night. You don't have those <laughs> Friday night football games in the school section. Like, little things like that. You're going to miss it. So just enjoy it. And I hope everything is kind of going to be normal for you guys and you get, like, a normal high school experience because I do feel like it teaches you a lot. Okay. Next question I'm going to read is, I like this guy, but he's talking to another girl right now, but I know he still likes me. I don't know what to do. So here's my thought on this. Yeah. You will know if he likes you. If he's talking to another girl. like you that much. Right. And I don't want to be the person that says this harsh news, but I will say, you will know when a guy likes you or girl, whatever. You will know when a person likes you. They will make it very clear. They will make it very apparent that they want to spend time with you, that they want to talk to you. You will know. And until then, don't give your energy to somebody who is not giving their same energy back to you. Your time is way too valuable to just have someone else waste it. So Gabby's just like a Pinterest board today, reading quotes left and right. (laughs) But yes, I agree. No, I mean, it is to just like be waiting around for someone like your time is way too valuable. You could be using that time to focus on yourself, finding someone else, like whatever the case is. If he really liked you that much, he wouldn't be talking to another girl. Right. And And if he knows you like him, then that's all you can do. You've done your part. The other person mm -hmm. has to do theirs. And if not, then he's not the right person for you. Yeah. You shouldn't have to compete with someone else. Like. No. If it's a choice, let them choose the other person. It should never be a choice. It should be 100% you or not you at all. Because you're going to want to be with someone that chooses you over anyone any day and is willing to always make things work and not just willing to talk to another girl when they also like you that's just a weird situation but yes unfortunately i say ditch him (laughs) (laughs) um advice on meeting new people i just moved to your gyms and don't know anyone I feel like a situation like a cheer gym is the best way to meet new people. You're doing something you love with other people that are sharing that same love and passion. And, I mean, you're in a gym on a team with people. You kind of have no other option but to make friends. And I feel like that is just, like, the easiest – personally, that's the easiest way I make friends. Like, all my friends are through cheerleading. One, they understand your busy schedule. Two, they just – I feel like all the people that you're – do cheerleading like all the cheerleaders have that same kind of like mindset and live the same type of lifestyle where it's just so much easier to make friends because you all are already in that same kind of like vibe so yeah i just put yourself out there say hi to meet new people and i feel like it's just going to come easily and that's a great way to make friends as far as meeting people in a different scenario for example post-grad or moving to a new city for a job or things like that where you're not surrounded by people like a forced group of friends, I guess, like you would be for a school or for um, a sports team. My best advice is to just do things that you enjoy and you will find people that also enjoy that. So for example, if that's going to a yoga class, you know, just say hi to the person next to you. Like most times people want to have conversations and they're too scared to bring it up. So if you just start it and just like wave, say hi, smile, you never know what could happen. You could spark a conversation and it's the same thing as dating if you see a girl and you're like whoa she is so fun like I want to be her friend I want to hang out just be like hey I'd love to hang out sometime like let me know when you're free 
Right. No one's ever, I feel like there's nobody against the idea of having new friends. I feel like people are always open and always looking for new friends. So if you just put yourself out there and you make that first move of being like, hey, let's hang out. Nine, no, not even nine times, like 10 times out of 10, they're probably going to say yes. Especially if it's someone that you're meeting through something that you have like a shared passion for already. Like it's just going to be easier. You have things to talk about, things in common. And I feel like people are always wanting to make new friends. Yeah, I agree. Okay, next one says, my sister is in a mentally abusive relationship. I need to help her, but I don't know how. This is really tough because I feel like if you come on too strong, they're not going to want to hear anything you have to say and they're just going to stay in it and not want to talk about it. So I think the first step is to show your support towards her regardless of her choice so that she knows that you're there for her and that she can come to talk to you good or bad. Um, and then just sort of ease into the idea in a compassionate way. Don't come on too strong and just come from a place of care. I think that's the best way to go about it is just come from a place that shows that you just care for her well-being and that you just want to help her in the long run. Unfortunately, it's a completely different scenario when you're in a relationship compared to when you're on the outside looking in. Because when you're in a relationship, you have your rose-colored glasses on. All red flags just look like any other flags. And, like, you just tell yourself things you're going to get better, you can fix them, like, whatever the case is. Or you feel like you've just put so much time and energy into it that it's not worth it to end things and have to restart with someone else. So I feel like as long as you understand that and you're there to, like, kind of talk her through it and be like, don't bring, don't be, like, so strong coming on. Just, like, sit her down and be like, hey, do you want to talk about anything? Like, not that you have to be her therapist, but almost kind of let her talk about it and don't you just try to bring it up over and over just kind of the same thing yeah like let her feel comfortable that you are a safe spot where she can talk about it but also know that it's not going to go as easy as you think it is because when you're in the relationship you don't see things like people do on the outside because you try to constantly tell your things to tell yourself things to make yourself feel better about things and it makes it harder yep agreed to actually see what's going on all right I've recently decided to take my my college classes online. Any tips on staying organized? For me, at least, I like to treat it as if they aren't online. And that could be just creating a to-do list or a schedule or planning out when you're doing work for each class so that you're not falling behind on one class or another. So try to make it as normal as possible, but also maximize when you work best. So for me... I know that I do not work best at 6 a.m., for example, so I'm not going to make myself get up and try to start doing homework then because it's just not going to freaking happen. Same with doing any homework after like 9 or 10. Not going to happen. So I try to maximize my time, get most of my work done, like wake up still at a decent hour so that my day isn't gone, but also just get my work done in one, a setting that I enjoy, so somewhere I'm comfortable so I can do my work, and two, and the time I enjoy to do it or when I'm most productive I guess but planner is key and keeping your time organized will help you keep everything else organized as well I was a girl in college with the five different colored pens but I feel like that is a huge part of why I had so much success in college is because I didn't just sit through the lectures like you're already having to put that time away just to listen to the lectures so you might as well use that time to be productive and actually take good notes And then that way, it just is so much easier to study later on. So I would have like a specific pen color for like the topic, a specific pen color for the chapter, another one for like definitions, another one for equations, like whatever it is. And having it so organized and color coded made it so much easier to go back and find certain things I needed and find um, 
like just anything like everything was so categorized that it was so much easier and I feel like that's a huge way to stay organized and especially now that you are doing it from home you have more space you have more time that you can like pause if you're doing like not live lectures like you can pause lectures and really take time to take good notes and I think taking good notes is just a huge part of being successful and staying organized I also like to have like certain colored notebooks for certain classes and just I basically I guess I just color code everything but that that's something that helps me so I guess just finding those little things that help Gabby's advice is go to the art section (laughs) (laughs) but just like little things like that like having the color I'm not kidding having the colored pens like I swear is a huge part of how I did good in college it keeps me excited about what I'm doing too because it's fun Also, that I do a nice little header with like pretty cursive and then like bubble letters around it. it it just yeah makes it more fun and also helps in the long run so be that girl be the color pen girl that everyone hates <laughs> my gosh your attitude today okay next question says time management and how to make time for yourself slash mental health this is something that i've had to learn the hard way and the long way but scheduling time for mental health is just as important as scheduling time to be productive i'm gonna say it one more time for the people in the back scheduling your mental health is just as important as scheduling work and I used to give myself an insane amount of work to do a full day from like wake up to go to bed that whole time period was just like I need to get this 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 and this done and then I'd be burnt out and I wouldn't want to do any of it and I'd be unhappy so and now then you're less productive yes I'm less productive when you're really not in the mood it's it's not gonna work out you're not 100%. gonna get anything accomplished so I try to get my work done in an efficient manner and time block so from this time to this time I'm going to get work done and then I'm going to let myself relax or you know I'll throw on a show or movie if I can multitask at that time if I'm not doing anything too time consuming that I've seen before so I can give myself that little bit of a break while I'm doing work but I mean it's just learning how to carve out that time to give yourself a break and then once you do you'll never turn back because you'll realize how much better it is and how much more work you actually get done when you do that also don't be scared to say no whether that's to people making plans other people asking you for favors like if you have too much on your plate it is totally okay to say no you don't have to be rude about it you can be like unfortunately like I have so much going on right now I would love to help you but I can't and I feel like that's a huge thing that Lexi's not good at I feel like she says yes to everything and if she makes plans she has to follow through with them and she has to do all these things where I'm like, if I am not in the mood to go hang out with my friends and I know that I'm just going to go there and be miserable, I am totally okay with staying home or like whatever the case is. Like if someone asks me for a favor and they're like, hey, can you do this? And it's some like, obviously there's times where if you do like other people do favors for you, then yes, you also have to return that. But mm-hmm. if there's like times... I don't know what that mm -hmm was about (laughs) as if I don't do stuff for you but I feel like you have to learn to not it's hard because I'm also a big people pleaser but the last couple years I've learned that it's okay to say no and everyone else does it so easily so why can't I but yeah it's just say no sometimes put time you have to make that time so you have time for yourself if you're don't feel guilty about, about it yeah if you're constantly filling your schedule with other people's needs that you everyone has 24 hours in the day like you don't just get extra time to then make time for yourself like you have to schedule it in you have to put yourself first and kind of do whatever you have to do to give yourself that time and also just find what you like doing in your me time what causes you to relax like I my me time 
is either like see when I'm just sitting here like watching YouTube I feel like I'm constantly working but when I like go out on my balcony and like watch the sunset play music and I'm just like drawing on my iPad or whatever that is probably the most me time and the most relaxed I get so I think finding something that truly relaxes you and scheduling that into your days Okay, next question says, how do you cut off a person who is not good for you, but your heart holds on to the hope of change? I think you can only do so much. And if you've made it very clear what you want and need out of a person and they're not willing to do that, then you just have to realize that you'll be better off with somebody else or by yourself than with that person. You don't want to continue to be unhappy with someone because you still have feelings for them. And that's tough and it's going to take time, but time will fix that. I promise. And it's also a really important thing that you should never go into a relationship, a friendship, whatever it is, hoping for things to change. So, like, if it's not something that they're already showing that they want to work on, don't just jump into something and be like, oh, well, maybe maybe one day this will be different. Like, because if that's not fair to you, that's not fair to them. So I think just if you can have a conversation about it and if they're willing to fix it right away, then awesome. And it's it will probably work out but if it's something that you've had to bring up over and over they really just aren't willing to fix it then unfortunately there's probably other things that they aren't willing to do for you and I guess the question's more on how to cut them off you already know you want to cut them off so just do I'm I'm a ghoster oh see just be honest and say like listen I don't think this is gonna work a ghoster if it's something super not serious Okay, well, it sounds serious, so... <laughs> okay, so don't I would just say, ghost, then, yeah. I would say just be honest and focus on you. Do things that make you happy and be around people that do give you what you need and that support and love and everything will and work out. Know I know it sounds feelings. cliche, but I promise it will. And your feelings are so valid. Like, if it's someone that's constantly, like, kind of gaslighting you and making you feel like the victim and you stay in it, in hopes that it'll change like if you feel a certain way if that relationship or whatever it is is not bringing you happiness then yeah I say just be straight up have that conversation and just be like hey I need to talk to you about something like this is how I feel and if they react and be like well why do you feel that way then just remove yourself from the situation either give it 24 hours the 24 hour rule is huge because a lot of times when you act in a situation where you or the other person is already fired up it is not going to end well emotions are going to come into it people are going to say things that they don't mean so whether that's just you bringing up in like a conversation and then just ending that specific like message with we're going to talk about this tomorrow like I want to give you time to think about it like both of us to think about it and come in with a clear head I think that's the healthiest way to do it because if you just bring something on someone and their emotions are like heated the conversation just never ends well okay the next one says how to make long distance relationships slash friendships work my number one piece of advice for this is both sides have to be committed to making it work whether that is a relationship a friendship whatever both sides have to carve out that time to still keep the connection alive i know for example i've had friendships and relationships where I was long distance for periods of time in college for example when we'd be home on breaks we had a really long summer break and winter break and it takes both parties being able to you know FaceTime and call and do those little things that show that they care and another big thing is to have an end game mainly with relationships I think long distance friendships this is where they differ is 
you can have long distance friendships forever and just visit those people. And I mean, two of my best friends don't live here and we just FaceTime or call or text. Technology makes it really easy to keep in touch mm-hmm. um, and social media as well. But when it comes to a relationship, having an end game of when you two will be back together in the same geographical location is huge, whether that be a trip whether that be long-term, just having those things to look forward to, I think, is a big, big help in that scenario. And along with that, I think also having something planned before you leave them the next time is going to be super, like, the best way to do it. You don't want to leave having zero idea of when you're going to see them again. So I think having something planned before you have to leave, but also, like, I technically do long distance with my family, which is weird to think. Like, you don't ever think of it that way, but, like, I talk to my family nonstop. Like, we're FaceTiming all the time like whatever the case is but it's always easier when I know like okay my mom's coming to visit me like this time like it just gives you something to look forward to and then I feel like there's not that unknown which is kind of the same as like having an end game or whatever but just always having something planned whether that's a FaceTime date or like an in-person trip or whatever it is but I think just doing little things that you can look forward to and not just have to constantly question like if it'll be worth it or when you're going to see them again or whatever the case is. I agree. So we're getting almost at like the 50 minute mark. So why don't we do one more each? Does that sound good yeah. to you? Um, Advice on deciding what to take in university. So my biggest advice is explore a bunch of different options. Do research on different careers that you want and look for the majors that apply to that. Because I think a lot of times people are like, oh, I love you know, movies. So I'm going to major in film and then they get out and they're like, wait, but what do I do with that? So just if you're going to college to better your career, figure out what career you want and go from there. And don't be afraid to take a bunch of different classes to figure that out, especially your first year when you have those electives. Diversify your schedule to figure out what you want and then just do research on the different careers and ask people, you know, in the careers that you want, what they majored in and get their experience. I feel like the internet has such a so many resources with I guess that subject so I feel like Lexi knew very early on that she wanted to be a dentist but I was in high school like not necessarily knowing there are so many online tests for you to take that you just answer like yes or no or just like whether you agree or disagree on certain situations and it'll literally tell you like how your personality and how your interests line up with certain careers and that's how I found engineering so I knew obviously my math and science was super strong, so I wanted to go into something STEM, but I had no idea what I wanted to major in at all. I went from, like, graphic design to I wanted to be a dentist for a second because I was like, oh, that's what Lexi's doing. That sounds cool. And then she said, absolutely not. So then I had to find something else. But I'm so glad I didn't do dentistry. I would not li- – like, I didn't like that at all. But I took so many tests in high school, and they, like, would all pretty much come out with engineering. And then there's so many – cloud relax buddy he is trying to go crazy he needs some attention so we're gonna have to wrap this up soon but there's so many tests oh well I was already said that there's so many different branches of engineering and I had no idea what the heck to pick so I just read a whole bunch of articles and I came across like materials engineering which was actually the specific article I read was um like the engineering behind like the dry fit material and just like the way they make their shoes and the engineering behind finding certain materials that do certain things and I was like that's so cool that ties my like interest of sports with like the engineering with fashion like it was everything tied into one and I wouldn't have found that if I didn't take tests if I didn't just read articles like 
it's something that you're going to spend the rest of your life doing if it's the career you want. So put the time in now to seriously try out all your options. If not, you're just going to go and waste your time in college. So I think in high school, take as many tests as you can, read as many articles as you can, talk to as many people as you can about what they do. And yeah, I feel like you just kind of have to go through trial and error of researching everything until you find the specific career that actually interests you. Fun fact, my high school college um, or high school career test came back with lifeguards. So <laughs> that's fabulous. Apparently, they really well, want to be like a I career lifeguard. My dad went to school to be a accountant for fine. Yeah, for like finance and went to school to be an accountant, got a job, hated it right away. Literally went through school, like read everything to be a teacher. So I feel like it's only going to set you back and like waste your time more if you don't truly put the time in in high school and before you go to college and before you have to make that decision but there's also nothing wrong with going in undecided and feeling out certain classes and 100 percent don't get stuck into something just because you feel stuck Mm -hmm. do what's really going to make you happy and on that note we're going to end off this podcast so if you guys enjoyed this let us know we can do another episode like this so many more questions so we could totally do a part two again or do like specific we want to do one all relationship one all school advice you guys let us know what you want to hear because i do feel like this bounced all over the place but hopefully we help some of you guys out hopefully those that submitted questions are listening and feel a little bit better about their situation i hope yeah but as always thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode and we want to thank you for all of the support on our new preset pack we are very happy with how it turned out and we love that you guys are loving it but if you take pictures tag us so that we can repost it to our stories we love sharing what you guys are posting and we are also going to start sharing little screenshots of the reviews that you guys write on apple Podcasts. so if you have not already please take a minute Give us a rating and review on the Apple Podcast app. It would help us out so much. And when our podcast Instagram reaches 5,000 followers, we're going to do a preset giveaway. So check that out if you have not already. That's always where we post like what kind of episodes we're doing so you guys can participate if unfortunately you missed out on participating or submitting your advice in this one or if unfortunately we didn't read your question. Make sure you're always staying up to date on our podcast Instagram at chicken noodle underscore scoop because that's where pretty much everything and all of our information goes. And with that being said, thanks for listening to this week's episode of (laughs) Chicken Chicken Noodle Noodle Scoop. Scoop. Bye. Bye.